If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this awesome episode of The Mind Pump, we talk all about fitness, health, workouts, fat loss, muscle building. But before that, we do our introductory conversation. Here's what we talked about in this episode of Mind Pump. We start out by talking about Kevin Bacon's new show on Prime, City on More a Hill. degrees of bacon. You're going to love the way Adam explained that show in this part of this episode. <laughs> then we talked about Mirror and their Kickstarter. They have something called the Porigami. It's this awesome thing that travels with you. It's flat, like fits in your pocket and helps you do pour over coffee. Yeah, you then they fold have an, it like origami. Then they have Brilliant. a container that sucks the oxygen out so it preserves your coffee. It's all great for travel. You got to make sure you go check that out. That's at mirror.com, M-I-I-R.com forward slash Kickstarter. Make sure you go check that out. Then Justin talked about his vacation in Palm Desert in the summer. What the hell? <laughs> and Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, bold move. He saw the new Star Wars park, uh, and they tried to attack him. Galaxy's Edge. Crazy. It's amazing. Then we talked about Justin's brand new Felix Gray blue blocking prescription glasses. Yes, he's an old man. He needs yeah. prescription glasses. But you didn't say how handsome I look. He does look very handsome. Yeah. Uh, but now they block uh, blue light as well, so he can work on his computer without straining his eyes, uh, getting those tension headaches. Felix Ray <sighs> also makes nighttime blue blocking glasses to improve your melatonin production before you go to bed. If you go to Felix Gray Glasses, that's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com forward slash mind pump, you'll get free shipping and free returns. Then we talked about my trip to Yosemite and Colorado. What's up, Montana? You guys got some cool and weird people. Yeah, you're Yellowstone. Adam talked all about the baby shower slash wedding. 150 people. He's got more. He's got so many gifts now. I think his kid's going to be covered for the next few years. We talked about Larry Wheels tearing his bicep. We hope he gets well soon, but uh, we kind of called it, man. You're pushing your body like crazy, maniac. Then we talked about the health benefits of Bloodletting. That's right. That's the old medieval practice of... <laughs> yeah, let's bring back alchemy. ...of bleeding out. Apparently, there's some health benefits. We talked about the new movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a documentary on a plant-based diet called Game Changer. It's not out yet, so we do some fun speculation. And then we talked about the History Channel show... Smells like vegans. ...alone. Uh, Adam talked about that show. Apparently, they're dropping people off in the Arctic. Mm -hmm. I don't know how well they're going to do there. Oh, also, before we get into the questions, I want to remind everybody that we do have some tickets available for our live events. So July 12th in San Francisco, we still have some tickets available. And July 26th in Seattle, we have some tickets available. This is Mind Pump Live. you got to go to mindpumplive.com to get yourself some tickets. Then we get to the fitness portion of this episode. The first question, we talk about our opinions on weight vests. We give out the workouts and exercises that they are appropriate for. Now, we do love body weight exercises like some of the ones you find in MAPS anywhere. Make sure you go check that out. That's on sale right now, 50% off. Next question, this person wants to know how to prep for a night of drinking alcohol. Like, what are some strategies to prevent the hangover? My guy. Uh, what are some strategies to get away with drinking less, like Adam's strategy? We talk all about those in that part of this episode. Next question. In reality, what are the chances of having a quote-unquote broken metabolism? You're probably hearing that a lot in the space. People uh, having broken metabolisms or well, if you're damaged dead, metabolism. it's a real possibility. Yeah, like, is your metabolism broken? Like, what's really going on here? And the final question. We talk all about priming and if your body adapts to the type of priming you're doing and whether or not 
you should switch it up. Now, like I mentioned earlier, Maps Anywhere is 50% off. Now, Maps Anywhere is a workout program that needs no gym access or gym equipment. You can literally do this workout anywhere. Now, most bodyweight exercise programs are low intensity, uh, designed for beginners, or they're just poorly programmed, so you don't get that great of results. Maps Anywhere is totally different. Maps Anywhere is suitable for everybody, including people who are advanced. There are AMP sessions in Maps Anywhere, which will take your workouts to the next level. The results you get with this program are phenomenal. And again, you could just work out at home. You could do it when you travel, when you're on the road in your hotel room. You could do it outside. You could do it again anywhere. Here's what you do to get the discount. Go to mapswhite.com. That's M-A-P-S-W-H-I-T-E.com. And use the code ANYWHERE50, A-N-Y-W-H-E-R-E-5-0, no space, for the discount. This promotion will only be going on this month, and then it'll be gone. So make sure you take advantage now. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time. Oh, shit, Doug. You know it's my favorite time of the week. Oh, yes, it is. (laughs) We have four winners on iTunes and three on Facebook. The winners on iTunes, Stackhouse101, Oprah Follower123, Brazed in the South, and Jacqueline. All of you are winners on iTunes. For Facebook, Hannah Leonard, Clayton Dibert, and Brandon Lutz. All of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, include your Instagram handle, and we'll get that T-shirt right out to you. You hear that, Oprah? We're stealing your fans. Yeah, I'm watching a, a series right now. Really good, actually. I'm into it right now. It's uh, on Prime. On Prime right now, it's called Something Chai. It's with Kevin Bacon. It's about Chicago. Of course, so far, of course Kevin Bacon. So far, you're totally explaining it terribly. No. I almost have no idea. <laughs> It's only on its third. Maybe Doug, Doug can search for it. So it's this thing. Kevin yeah. Bacon, Amazon uh, series. It's on a third episode. It barely just started. So it's only three weeks in. And uh, it's good. It's like based in the, I want to say, mid-70s, early 80s. So it's the show with Kevin Bacon about right. the 70s. He's And he's a cop. And he's 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 in uh, Chicago. And it is... City it? on a Hill. Thank you, Doug. Uh, okay, I have heard of that. It's good. You guys will like so this. Has Kevin cl- Bacon ever done a video game? I feel like that's the only genre he's uh, he's hasn't not done a, yet. A video game? Yeah. No. Why would he do a video game? Because he's done everything. Because he's six. He's in from every genre. Right? Do you know who's big right now in the meme world, in the internet world? Who's like become the top dude? Who? Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah. Everywhere and he, like like memes are created about him. People. Why? Just, I don't know what happened. It's like my kids' generation, my son's generation. Huh. You what know do they what? call him? The, the he's just the, his he's face. The, he's like the Chuck Norris of their time. Yes. Because uh, for us, it yes, was, right. For us, it was Chuck Norris. Oh yeah. That was the big. Every you made a joke about Chuck. So Norris. everything's about Keanu Reeves. How cool he Dude, is. I love how, Keanu. Yeah. Everybody yeah. like. <laughs> is that how you say it? Keanu. Yeah, can you? So everybody's like, it's all over the internet. Every time you pull up memes or what, because I get memes sent to me all the time. So I'm what's his I'm most, hip in that world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, yeah. What's his most recent uh, project that he's done? John Wick. Yeah, right? was oh, it okay. Wick. I know he's working on something else that looked pretty cool. It was like some animated yeah. series or something. You, you know what's weird about him? He doesn't age. No. No, he looks the same. And he's a surfer in every movie. Dude, I've heard he's, no, he's like not. the coolest yeah, like, dude. Yes, like, he like, does. Dude. Really? He's a like, surfer like, in every movie. Ever. Who told you he's the coolest guy? Like a, a bunch of people say that. Like he- Who says that? <laughs> just 
all over the place. Okay, like why you, anybody why you why ask. You, why you do that to him? <laughs> like, be specific. You sound like my wife, dude. <laughs> no, no. Fucking, you're a nag, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna be no. honest. I'm gonna be honest. No, no. You tell me the specifics. You know, when? Yeah. What time? Yeah. You I know, like shit I, like that. I don't believe you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he just can said, I just say that? He just said you're like ridiculed. He just said you remind me of my wife. Yeah. You nag. Like, oh shit. <laughs> Good thing she doesn't listen to this I know. show. She doesn't listen. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. You're totally good with it. <laughs> yeah. No, it. But anyway, everybody, you're right though, Justin. It's like a thing about Keanu Reeves. I don't know what the deal is with him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but like it, it like he does a lot of charitable things, and and I guess he's like really like he responds to people. I think that mm-hmm. was the thing, like where if you can you can reach him and he'll actually get back to you. So the other actor that was like uh, for some reason all over memes and big internet stuff was uh, Bill Murray. Remember, for a uh, while, yeah. he was the guy that people would post. Well, about. it's because all like again, that's a guy that like shows up to parties just randomly, mm-hmm. and everybody's just like just mystified that he would do that. He's so cool like that. Now, mm-hmm. my buddy did a, a celebrity golf tournament. He was the caddy for one of those up in Oregon. Oh, really? Yeah, and he was Bill Murray was who he was, and he said he is dude fucking rad. Yeah, like he is super like, cool, like the person. coolest human being. Yeah, he says he's hilarious. He's down to earth. Yeah. Like he said, he he treated him super awesome. He said that was a hell. He's of an a top like five people I want to meet. He's a Bill Murray. Yeah, I, he's I hear, always been a favorite of mine. I hear Barkley's like that too. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I hear Charles Barkley is supposed to be like really cool to me like that. There's a handful of guys. He there's definitely Barkley was there. He actually said Emmett Smith was really cool too. Trying to remember all the names. This was quite a few years ago when he told me that he did this. What celebrities are known for being assholes? Uh, I heard that. Um, well, I can't think of his name. I heard Tom, Christian Bale. I heard Tom Cruise's. I heard. Uh, I heard he's a dick. Uh, mm-hmm. Why can't I not think of his name? Lethal Weapon guy. Why can't I think of his name right oh, now? Oh, Mel Gibson. Uh, Mel Gibson. I heard his Mel Gibson. No way. Yeah, I had a friend that ran, too bad. ran into him in Hawaii, and he was with his family, and he was like super rude when he came up to say hi to him. And, and I've heard it from somebody else. I don't know who the second person is in case you're going to question me. <laughs> <laughs> Says who? Yeah, who's that person? Right. Yeah, what time does that happen? Adam's like, you remind me of Justin's yeah. wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, no, no. It, was a, it was a joke. Oh. Holy shit. It's going to come back to me for real. Yeah, thanks a lot, Sal. I'm just kidding. Uh, no. My bad. Uh, yeah, no, else. I heard, uh, I don't know the lead singer's name from Social Distortion. I heard he's a total dickhead. But anyway, I love Who's Social music. Distortion? Is that like a metal band? You don't know Social Distortion? I don't. Shit. <sighs> Do you know who they are? I don't. Oh, you oh, don't know wow. either? Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, forget it. Are we... <laughs> we just that's yeah, cracking just, just forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, uh, dude, what do you guys think of that the Mirror Cup Kickstarter thing? Bro. So, a couple things. One, uh, Cup Zeros are... Are running, so those are the, the they got them in studio. Uh, I think we only have a couple black ones left. Those ones are almost sold out. We have the white ones. They flew. Yeah. I, once you have a, once you get a mirror product, mirror is the, is the business. Like I absolutely love all of their products, and they have a Kickstarter that's going on right now, which is super dope. Now, Doug, can we put the? It's link? called the Poragami and the something else, right? That came with it, right? Yeah. So it's like this. It's like this flat, it's metal, but it fits, it's flat. It fits in your pocket. Yeah, it can fit in your pocket. It's, and you fold it out, and it lets you do pour-over coffee when you travel. But And this is a big deal. So like, yeah. so like Jessica is a, is a coffee fanatic, and uh, you know we were traveling recently, and it wasn't easy finding coffee wherever we were. And if you drink you know, the hotel coffee, uh, it's it terrible. Like ass. So you either have to pack your own uh, French press or you drink the garbage that's at your hotel or whatever, but this thing lets you do your own pour-over. 
Yeah. Uh, and it's super convenient. It folds up and goes folds right into a nice little funnel to put the filter in, yeah. and it's super easy. And then they have the canister that's for travel, too. That's part of the Kickstarter mm-hmm. that you pumps out the air. Mm-hmm. So like you can fill it up with coffee and yeah. it like sucks it's that the, freshness. You ha- if 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 you're listening right, now, you have to go to the video and watch the video because I think they explain it even better. And when you see it, you're like, oh shit, that's dope. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. have and it's, it's like it, a no brainer. They, they it's on just the the mirror.com forward slash Kickstarter, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just mirror m i i r dot com forward slash Kickstarter and you'll see the video. This thing is cool, so I'm excited for that. Too. Yeah, and have you guys have you guys ever made your coffee pour over? Mm-hmm. Have you done it that mm-hmm. way? Mm-hmm. It's the, I think that's probably the best way to do. Yeah, it, but right? you normally got to have this like big old glass vase thing yeah. that is. Isn't you know, Phil's like that? Like they just do like the single cup pour. Yeah, yeah, and that's and it usually pr- it produces the best, in my opinion, the best taste mm-hmm. when you make it that way. So I don't know. Anyway, no, the fact the fact that it fits in your pocket is dope. Yeah, it's like a, it looks like a credit card. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you fold it out. It's one of those things. You ever look at something and you think, fuck. I should have thought of that. Genius. I know. No, brilliant. It gives yeah. it simple, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they make cool stuff. Yeah. So I want to hear all about your guys' time off and what you guys did. I saw you, Justin, you went to did, yeah. you, you went to Palm Desert and then Disneyland? Palm Desert, Palm Springs, Disneyland. We did Disneyland like the middle of the week to kind of break it up, thankfully, because God, it is fucking hot. Was it was in it, the desert? Wait, Duh. Oh yeah. You're, yeah, you're in the desert. It was like 108, 110. Uh, but I mean, we, it wasn't like too bad because we were right next to a pool like the whole time. So I did a lot of pool time. But uh, yeah, Disneyland was epic. Like we had the best time there because, dude, there was not that many people there. So I heard it was a great time to go because I heard that the how the, like why I heard well the reason why I heard it was a good time to go was the timing of like coming into summer just still early and then uh, also that the Star Wars attraction I heard would attract so many people that the rest of the park would be great to go ride it really yeah That's, well so that was what was weird about it was I thought that was going to be like a zoo like like n- you couldn't get anywhere but it was like pretty easy to get everywhere it was like maybe a, an hour wait. If you were gonna just wait for their for their one ride that they had there, so there's two rides. Oh, in the park. In the park, one of them's not open, and it's not gonna be open wait, for a while. So two Star it, Wars rides. Two Star Wars. So rides. they've created it. It's like a whole like Tomorrowland, and so it's a whole other. It's land. a whole different space. It's so fu- it's really cool. Like, oh, so they did a good job. Really good job. Like it, it's just cool because it, it it feels like you're just walking in some other planet, you know, and it has like a bar there, a cantina bar there. There was a huge line to get in. So you could actually like wait to, to get like special drinks, like at this cantina with all the music and everything. And then they had like a restaurant that was like all themed out and like cool in there. And then uh, just uh, so many different things to look at, different characters walking around like a stage, uh, you, you know, where Kylo Ren does his thing. And like, it was funny cause they kept harassing me cause I was wearing that shirt. I posted it. I was wearing the shirt about Han Solo. Oh, <laughs> and so yeah. like, uh, he, he like stopped me and he was like, are you a rebel? Uh, 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 you know, are you in the rebel Alliance? And like, like getting after me and like his, like, uh, stormtroopers were following me everywhere I was going. I was like, dude, okay, I get it. It's a joke. You know, they, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, you guys, you know, leave me alone. They need to relax. Yeah. Like they push you too far on Beat that. Beat it. You know, I'm going to get my <laughs> lightsaber out and destroy you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to fuck just, you up. Just to get all in character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. I know. I was just like, at one point, it was funny. Uh, they were leaving. I'm like, Han forever. And then they started coming, like, walk, turned around, started walking after me. And I was like, okay, dude. Oh. So what's the ride in there? What are the, what are the- it's um so it's it I mean basically you you're able to uh there's like f- I think there's six people. Six people they all go into basically a, a simulation of 
of uh, one of the, the Millennium Falcon uh, spaceships. And so you all have your own kind of things that you have to do and push buttons and stuff to make it interactive. So, so is it like Star Tours was where you feel like you're going? It's like Star Tours, but then there's more interaction involved. So there's like um, ways that um, you, you push buttons and it does things. So we were like the engineers in the back and then you have the gunners in front of us and then the driver, the, the pilots. And so like my kids were like the, you know, the, the, the gunners. And so they're shooting everything. So they're super stoked about that. And like, you know, me and Courtney are the engineers like, meh, meh. this is lame. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's the lame position in, that's the, the, in thing, the ship. That's the thing about when you go on, on those things with your kids, you go in and then you're like, oh, I got to give the cool things to the kids. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Who's I'll let you guys gunner, do it. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I guess you are, buddy. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, it was a really cool ride. Way better than Star Tours. Like they did a really good job with that. I like Star Tours too. Star Tours was interesting. I remember the first time I did it's it. still it cool my, It blew my mind because it's not moving that much, but it makes you feel like you're oh, yeah. going down a hill like really fast. Or- yeah, like you're going light speed. It like shoots you forward uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah, but the, I, it was really, really well done. Uh, really just so many things to look at in that whole like area. I could have stayed there the whole time, but like everybody's pulling me ever, everywhere else. But we, we got on so many rides, dude. Like it was crazy. We didn't need fast passes. Like we were just like jammed. That's weird. Why would that be? Well, it's, it's summertime. Be, well, no it's, idea. It's probably because you, it, that just a whole new attraction probably opened up the amount of people that were. Oh, I mean, that's a good point. Just yeah. spread everybody out. Yeah. Spread everybody yeah. Out. I mean, it sounds like it's, it's much bigger than what I thought it was. I yeah, thought it, it was is. just like a ride was going to be there, but it's, no. it's a whole land. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a whole different section. And, uh, like I, I was like trying to peep around to see this other, I guess this other ride, it's going to be like a, cause what I could see was there's tracks and everything. So it looked like there was a roller coaster there, but apparently this is supposed to be like, you know, their next kind of space mountain, like crazy, crazy ride, like really like, you know, like pressing it for adults and stuff. So really? I, I have like, yet yes. to go on. I've never gone to space mountain. What? Yeah, what? never. No. Dude, Scared? That, I've done them. I've done Matterhorn, still but. Still the best ride at Disneyland. At space Mountain? Still. Yeah. I've never done it. Scared? Yeah. Um, no, no, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, not, not I was, anymore. I was when I was a kid, and then as an adult, you know, I go and I just didn't. I never went on it. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it because you haven't been that many times as an adult? Or no, what? you know what's funny? I went with my daughter. Remember that? Remember that year that I missed the father daughter dance with her? Oh, that's right. You took her down to Disneyland, and uh, I felt like I just, it just crushed her. You know, I felt so bad. So then she, uh, she, I asked her how I could make it up to her, and she's like, "Take me to Disneyland." So I'm like, "Done." Yeah. And but she was too young at that time to go on it. Mm. So there was no, you know, motivation or whatever. But next time I'll go, I'll go check it out. But I was scared as a kid. Yeah. Like you don't see anything. Yeah, it's like, dark. So that. they changed it so it's like Star Wars based now. So you're like 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 chasing after these mm. like uh you know, different like spaceships and everything. That's so cool. it was pretty cool. Did you end up checking to see where my old gym was in Palm Desert? Uh no, I, I went to a world gym there though. Because it was like right down the street, so I walked to it, and I went that's, there a few times, That's actually. one of the gyms that it used to fly or their parking lot. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I used to piss them off all the time. That's great. Yeah, no, that's cool. But well, some people knew of us there, which was interesting. Did they really? They did, but they weren't like... Looking around, it was funny. It was like, oh, wow. Like, we haven't impacted everybody. There's a lot of interesting exercises going on here. Oh, in the gyms? Yeah. Every time I work out in a big gym, I'm always like, I got to put my blinders on, man. Oh, man. Because it gets bad. It was and you're at a world, which is a higher quality. Yeah, you'd think. But, uh, uh, like, there was only really, like, one squat rack, and all the rest was, like, it, it looked like a really low version of a 24, like, I don't know. It wasn't anything like a world gym, like I would have thought. Interesting. Yeah. Probably because it's Palm Desert, you would assume a lot of like retirees and yes, is that what's there was going? a lot of that. Yeah, and there was like like a class going on, which was great. 
of a lot of old people coming in, like sitting on chairs and like doing dumbbell stuff. So it was, <laughs> it was not like a world gym, like, you know, like I was going in there to get my pump on. That's awesome. Did you see a lot of swingers down there? Uh, I, I know that there's a lot of that there's going on. There's a big on. community down there. How do you know about this? I saw some documentary like years ago. Yeah, I think it's Palm Springs, though. He's well, in Palm, Palm Springs. How far away are they from each other? Close. Not yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, so same difference. Yeah, but, I mean, well, there's a big gay community in, in Palm Springs. Oh, there's a there's a street. There's yeah. like a gay street in Palm Springs. Yeah, we we went on that. I didn't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's I don't know. I don't remember the name of it, but it's literally a street, and when you go down it, they have okay. So you remember the store Kmart when we were kids? Yeah. They have a store there called Gaymart <laughs> on the street. I'm not making this up. It's literally I don't know if it's still there, but it's called Gaymart, uh, and it's got clothes and stuff like that. But yeah, you go down the street and it's all uh, it's 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 all for the LGBT. Yeah, community. I didn't know because there was one store that had like the the front of it like had all the mannequins all like wearing the pride stuff like all in certain positions. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's what's going down. That's in Paul yeah. Springs. Well, yeah. speaking of fits, I like your new shades, dude. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, man. your new glasses look yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, the new, uh, the new Felix Grace. So they're prescription. With prescription. Well, because now it's great because I can actually like, what, like be on my phone. And I don't feel like that. I get that tension headache after I'm on there too long. Not that it's an excuse to use my phone more, but it's just because, like, dude, I, I seriously am on this thing all the time, and mm. and I don't have my glasses available too. So there's two things I'm doing wrong, right? I'm trying to read this tiny text, but also like the blue light on top of it. So I'm stoked. Well, I got the sunglasses because so now they they also make sunglasses. So you have your blue blocker day ones. Uh, the night ones, which are the strongest ones, and then your sunglasses where the lenses are tinted, polarized, the whole deal. So now I can wear those when I go now, out. Ju- Justin, yours is it? Are they more expensive than the normal ones, or is it the same price for those? Do you do you know I, the cost I don't difference? Remember the 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 cost difference of that? I just know it was easy to just add. You just send out like your prescription like alongside it, and then they just uh, apply it to it. So oh, it was okay. pretty simple how, how you can get that done. But yeah, there was a little bit I think of a price difference. Yeah, would, it, may, it makes sense for somebody who works on a computer a lot has prescription glasses. Anyways, boom, switch it to the you know the the, the yeah blue blocking just, ones. Yep. So that you don't get that potential damage from the computer screen. Yeah, double whammy yeah. right there. And you were saying that the prescription. You think you mean to change? Me need to change though. Um, I it, it had the, the the same clarity that I have in my other glasses that I've used, you know, for a while. But I noticed that even I think now my eyes have still degraded a little bit, like <laughs> over know. the years, because that was like that was like a two year ago prescription. So. I think that uh, you need to do it like every year or something. Yeah, you're just getting old. I'm so old. You got to yep. get the bifocals. <laughs> the, the line it's in the definitely middle. an upgrade, but yeah, yeah, get the one monocle. Yeah. Now, Sal, you went to uh, Racist Montana and then Colorado no, Vail, right? Don't say, that. <laughs> don't say that. I went to, we, we, we flew into- Don't lie, bro. You know it's like that out oh, there. Oh, bro. We flew into to Bozeman and then we went into the north entrance of Yellowstone. We stayed there for a few days, went down to the west- entrance of Yellowstone, stay there a few, day, few days, and then went down to Colorado for a wedding. Here's the thing that blows me away, the, the diversity of this country in terms of just the difference of the way people are and the way things are. It's so wild. Like I'm in the same country, but not. Like Montana is so sparsely populated. You know, you know how many people are in Montana, the whole state? How much? As many people as there are in the city of San Jose. Really? In the, in the whole state. 
in the entire so state. Super spread out. So everywhere you go, and it's funny, like I'll talk to the, and the locals there are super friendly. Everybody just, like you go buy something at the store and the guy's going to have a, a 20 minute conversation with you. And I realize why. It's because there's no one else waiting behind me in line. Yeah. Every, it's just, you know, the guy's like, oh, it's a person. He has let's, like four interactions yeah, all day. He's, yeah, he's like, let's talk. Like, where are you from? What's going on? Or whatever. So everybody's talking to you. Very, very slow pace. It's very, very different. But it's funny because I'll tell them, you know, I'll say, oh, I'm going to go look at this at Yellowstone. Like, I'm going to go look at Old Faithful. And they'll be like, oh, well, be prepared for the crowds and there's traffic and it's going to be, you know, really busy. And I show up and I'm like, this is the crowd? Like, <laughs> like 20 people. Yeah, there's a lot of people, but I'm used to you know, I'm used to the Bay Area. Like traffic, there's five cars. I had to wait for five cars to get into here. <laughs> yeah, that's absurd. It was, yeah, it was so nothing. Yeah. It's like so little people. Then uh, when we were at the West Entrance, there's this little town there, and we were walking around, and there was a this big sign, and it had English writing and then Chinese writing underneath it, and it said uh, "shoot guns" or whatever. It had a picture of like an AK, and I'm like, oh yeah, the laws here are a little different than California. So I walk in. And the wall of the of this place was lined with every gun you can think of and guns you didn't even know existed. Like there were guns that I thought only existed in video games. Like, <laughs> like, like rifles that look he's like, this is an Israeli something. And then oh he's like, you ever watch that movie? What's that movie where uh the girl kills like zombies? What's her name? She's really attractive. I can't remember. Anyway, she's holding this really interesting looking rifle and there's a poster of it. He's like, we have that gun too. So it's like every gun you can imagine. And, and, I'm, and so I said, okay, what do I need to do to fire these? Or what's the deal? He goes, oh, it's just $30. Resident <laughs> Evil? Yeah, Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like 30 bucks. He's like $30. You can fire anyone you want. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? Like, what you, okay. you fire? Did you guys fire a bunch of stuff? Yeah, I fired a, a I think it's called a Vector. Uh, we fired a, a couple handguns, a 9mm 45s. Um, but it's funny cause we go in there and Jessica's like, I've never shot uh, like these, some of these before. And the guy's like, Oh, I'll, I'll just show you. So he, like walks in, shows us real quick. And we're like, okay, <laughs> see us alone with these things. <laughs> so different. Um, you could fire fully automatic, but they didn't have their license yet cause Whoa. they had just bought the business. Uh. So I asked the guy, I'm, so he apologized. He was like, look, I'm sorry. It's all semi-automatic right now. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's an option to do. He's like, yeah, <laughs> He's like, yeah but you got to get the, the. Uh, you know, we have to get our license or whatever. So that was cool. Um, and then back to your comment, Adam, I was, we were at a bar just talking to this couple and they're throwing around words like it's uh, 1975. Wow. Like they're, yeah, there's a little bit of a different, he's like, oh, you're from California. He's, he's like, I'm like, yeah. And so we're talking about it. He's like, well, here's what I don't like about California. And he's throwing out, I mean, he's saying some shit. Some I'm bombs. Like, yeah. And I'm like, wow, what do I do? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's this guy saying right now? <laughs> so there was that. Um, but it was Yellowstone is is spectacular. It is fucking spectacular. It's so you, you, got, you guys flew into there, right? And then did you drive from Montana to Colorado? We did. So after we drove, we went from north entrance, uh, west entrance, and then from there we drove all the way down to Vail, Colorado, which is an, a beautiful, beautiful yeah, town. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. The, the, we went to a wedding. It was uh, it was gorgeous there. It's funny because uh, I forget when you're at altitude how much that impedes your performance if you're not used to it. So when we were in Vail, I did a, a circuit in their little hotel gym, um, and uh, dying dude, <laughs> I got lightheaded for like thirty minutes. I was like, holy shit, and I forgot it was the it was the altitude. And I got how long headache. of a drive from Montana? How long did it take you guys to get there? Uh, it was uh, 11 hours. 11. Yeah, but it was fun, you know, because it's, it's Jessica and I. We're in the car driving, and 
having good conversation, listening to podcasts and doing our thing. And, you know, when every time you'd stop, you'd just see interesting people and talk. Did you do it all in one day or did you guys break it up? That drive we did in one day. Oh, wow. Yeah. But we stayed a few days in, in both areas of Yellowstone. We got to see like the Grand Prismatic, which is, uh, it's basically a, a, a spring that comes up and it's got all these vibrant different colors because of the different bacteria that live there. Um, and you can see, it's funny, you'll drive through Yellowstone and you'll just randomly see steam coming out of the ground somewhere or buffalo just <clears throat> chilling, walking over here. Did you or see wolves. any bears or what? Didn't see any bears. No bears. No, I wanted to see bears, but I didn't. Mm. Um, but yeah, we saw a lot of other animals, a lot of buffalo, which buffalo are massive. They're oh, just, yeah. yeah, they're just huge beasts. Yeah. And they're not scared of anybody. So like you drive up and they just chill. Now oh, you, now you just recently did uh, Yosemite and now you've done Yellowstone. Like how do you compare the two? Because I've never been to Yellowstone. I've been in Yosemite a ton of times. Yosemite is picturesque, right? Mm -hmm. And one like one just big, like beautiful spot, but it's small in comparison to Yellowstone. Yellowstone, way more animals. So you see way more wildlife um, and it just spread out. So you have to drive to different areas. But I mean, they're both... They're both gorgeous. They're both absolutely beautiful. On the way down to uh, drive down to Colorado, we drove by like you know the the Teton Mountains or whatever, which were just. I mean, it's crazy to see things like that in person. It doesn't look real. They're just so massive and, and, and crazy looking. Uh, but it was a good time. I drank way too much this this vacation though. Oh, <laughs> way too much. I know Justin was saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah, dude. I mean, being around the pool, the heat. That was the thing though. It was like so draining. I would go to bed at like eight thirty or nine o'clock. I was just like pass out and oh, alcohol and, in the sun all day, dude. It yeah. just zaps you, man. Yeah. It's well, crazy. Well, because I was at altitude, there was one night where the first night we got to Vail. Jessica and I go to the bar uh, downstairs from the hotel, and we just start having great conversation with the employees there. I had two glasses of wine, smashed. I was like, I haven't been that drunk in a long from two glasses of wine. It was silly, <laughs> cheap I, date. Yeah, totally. Like we from the bar, we walked to the restaurant, which is literally around the corner, and I'm like, babe, I don't know if I can make it to this. This restaurant. She's like, wow, you're a pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, whatever. Yeah, anyway. So. I was the opposite of you guys then. I was uh it was actually kind of nice. I didn't go I didn't go anywhere. First of all, the um the baby shower on Saturday. Was it Saturday? Saturday, right? Yeah, it was Saturday. It was the, mini the baby wedding. wedding. Yeah, baby wedding. Yeah, dude. It was uh it was pretty epic, man. My 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 brother and sister in law and my sister um, they all got together and and put together this thing and it, and Katrina and I didn't get to see it beforehand, so that was kind of the deal. Was well, the be, pictures you had were just it looked amazing. It was over the top, over the top. I mean, there was a, a live band. There was two live bands there, so we had a li early live band, then we have a later live band, then we had. I mean, the wow. entrance to it was epic, and there was gifts for everybody that was there. There was, I mean. We we received so many gifts that uh, obviously I did not open it during the party because uh, it ended up taking so it, it loaded the the truck and the rover completely all the way up so like both vehicles loaded full of gifts Dang. and then took me the next day four hours to open it and then another four hours to clean up the mess from all the stuff it's just my house is. How are you going to keep your kid from being spoiled? I, just, I know, right? So remember that. Remember the talk was like, I'm not going to buy him shoes. I'm going to do this. Well, that's out the window because he's just got. I mean, I think he's got 30 pairs already. Oh, really? Yeah. But are they all like one size though? No, because he's going to outgrow them. Right. Right. Yes, yeah, so they're different sizes. So oh, people wow. bought different. People are pretty good. I think most people that have been to multiple baby showers, uh, they do a good job of uh, buying 
you know, different diapers, sizes, different clothes. So that clothes. you can use them all? Or- yeah. So, I mean, obviously, if everybody bought me infant stuff, I'd be fucked after Because, I mean, I, I we, we filled up three dressers full of clothes. So he's got the next probably, you know, three years of his life of, of clothes. He's got diapers till he's 15 if he needs them. Uh, <laughs> it's over the, it was Hopefully over the top. Not, yeah. Over the top. It was absolutely beautiful um, uh, and act, real cool. You know, Katrina was, because she knew I was like not like into the whole baby shower thing. I'm like, uh, come on, I don't know. This, you, this is your thing, whatever like that. And I was trying to convince her just to do it with her girlfriends and, She's like, no, no, it's not. It's not going to be a baby shower. We're going to call it a baby celebration. There will be nothing that says baby shower. It's not a baby shower. It's a baby celebration. So that was like the theme. Were there any games? You guys play any of this traditional they, games? None of them were traditional, but they played three games. I can't even remember the. I mean, I I didn't have a moment. Uh, it reminds me of be, it reminded me of being at a wedding um, where I never sat still. I never was not talking to somebody but I never felt like I got a chance to hang out with anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like my couple of my childhood best friends were there. I see them the most. And so I, they were there the entire time. I felt like I never even talked to them because I had so many different friends and her family that were around that it just, I didn't wanted to make sure I made my rounds and talked to everybody. And when you talk about 150 plus people, I could just do those things exhaust you. Cause I know yeah. how you are with a lot of people. Uh, yeah. And I, there was a, there was a point where, uh, it started to slow down in the evening time and Katrina and I, my feet were like on fire, like just swollen from walking around all day. Same with hers, obviously. She's and your pregnant. heels. Yeah. My heels. <laughs> so we kicked our shoes off and we were soaking them in the pool, sitting next to each other. And I, I finally had a moment I leaned over to. I said, you have to take me home. I was like, I, I, I can't, I can't go any further. I can't go more. I can't do any more. So she's like, okay, you know, let me say a couple of goodbyes and then we'll get out of here. So we actually got out at a, at a decent hour, but I was, I was exhausted. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what are you going to do to, for, to keep your kid from getting spoiled? Are you going to try and inject like challenges and shit? Well, obviously all this stuff, he's not even going to remember, but we did talk about like, my buddies did this for his, uh, for their, their son's first birthday. And I liked this where they actually, they haven't, his first birthday was now what, three, four months ago. And they haven't even like opened all his gifts. Mm-hmm. So they like open one. And let him play with it for a while, do his thing, this and that. And then, like, when he's over it, like, it goes out of the house. It's out. They either donate it, sell it, throw yeah. in the trash. And then the, that way they don't just accumulate all this stuff. So I kind of I like that idea. I like this. And plus, I told Katrina, I would like to t- tell the family before we get to, like, this stuff was needed, though. I mean, I, I, obviously, I, have an, I got an excess of a lot of things. But, man, I didn't realize how much shit a kid needs. Like until until we got all this. I told stuff. you, man. Yeah, dude. you just wait till you go on a trip with a kid. And, and, yeah. you know what I mean. You and go I, to the beach. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, it's silly. And I have to say, there's we. I actually have had, and it hasn't stopped. It's still happening every day. Every day I get something from Amazon. Um, and I got a shout out to whoever has done this because some people send stuff and I don't even know who it's from. So people have gone on and found her registry on Bye Bye Baby and whatever weather ones that she's on, and people are just randomly sending us stuff. So and and sometimes they'll I'll get a box and it doesn't even say who it's from. It's just an Amazon box and it's like here's an, another thing. And it's because she registered like three four months ago. And so people just keep buying stuff on the registry. Uh, and I think she's got just about damn near everything that was on the registry. And I didn't realize how many things that she. I mean, it's just stuff I I wouldn't think about. Well, so there's some stuff that's like they have the like you know the the wipes for your kid. They have a butt wipe warmer. Yeah, we got that. 
Yeah. 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 Now when my kids warmer. when my kids got that, I drew the line. That. I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> They're gonna get a cold butt wipe because yeah. that's yeah, we're going too comfortable. Feel now. the pain. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's we got like three different types of carriers. We got two different types of strollers. We got three different car seat types. We've got uh all types of bottle warmers, bottle things, bottle dryers, bottle like fucking everything. Storage mm-hmm. things for it. Like it's just it just blew my mind how much stuff. This kid's gonna need. I our- figured you guys would get a lot of stuff. That's why I gave. I, I did, you, did you see what we sent? Yes, you, guys? you did yeah. the Molly Mates, which I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I got you yeah. gift gift certificate for someone to clean your house. I'm like, he's gonna get so much stuff. Yeah. with uh, that yeah. many people. Yeah, Justin and Justin and Courtney yeah. did the 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 laying down blanket with the toy thing, which uh-huh. is cool. Uh-huh. Uh, Doug did the car seat, and then you guys did the Molly Mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was great. Uh, so many cool. I had some people get random stuff. One of my clients got me this really cool. I thought it was really clever. It was a uh, his first piggy bank. It was a Tiffany's piggy bank. She knows I'm bougie, so she it, it's a, a piggy bank and it, and it was a cute letter that was like you know if Maximus is going to grow up in the Bay Area he needs to start saving now. <laughs> and then it was his first penny. It was taped to it. I thought that was pretty clever. So that is was it cool. like an old school piggy bank that you have to break to totally. Open? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's a nice. It's a whatever glass or ceramic uh-huh. whatever they're whatever they're made out of. Yeah, I was just going to give you guys get Bitcoin. <laughs> it was my idea. Courtney <laughs> shot that down. Yeah. Yeah. Bitcoin looks like it's doing this weird up and down. Oh, thing it's right on now. its way yeah. up right now. Yeah. Oh, it rebounded big time over the last uh, couple of weeks. Well, I mean, I think I'm sure the news of um, Facebook starting their own coin had to make, and Facebook's backing theirs up with money, so it's for uh-huh. sure. It's uh, obviously going to be a lot more safe. Just to. I think it's inevitable we're going this direction. I still stand by what I said since day one, regardless of what's happened to your Bitcoin if you ran out and bought it after mm-hmm. I told you. Uh, it, it, the, I think the technology is is going to stay, and it's something that we will use in the future, whether it's legal or illegal how we use it. It's inevitable. It's coming. It's only a matter of time. It's, it's not only, going away. No, it's only a matter yeah. of time before you see like fa- companies like Facebook and Amazon and Google start mm-hmm. using it for themselves, and and even if they have to back it with with money, they they will. I think mm-hmm. it's just the future of how we'll make exchanges uh, virtually. Crazy. Hey, did you guys see what happened to uh, Larry Wheels? <clears throat> yes. Oh uh, yeah, Taurus Bison. Yeah. Was it was he doing the Atlas Stones? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel bad because you know we kind of called that that it's this dude. Well, he's a maniac. Well, the guy he just does kept this. getting stronger and stronger and stronger. You know, you're going to hit a, a threshold. Well, I remember, you remember when I was on that kick with, the, I don't know what got, maybe it was when we were riding strong that got me on that kick. I don't remember what got me on the kick of like doing the, the sandstones. Oh yeah. The sandbags or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that 200 pound bag and I was throwing it up onto like a, like a five foot ledge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, at, at that time too, was that some of the peak I was at of my dad, I was deadlifting like around five fifty all the time. So I was pretty strong. I was being able to pull a lot off the, off the ground. And I told you that my biceps mm-hmm. were more sore than I've ever felt in my entire, to a point where they, they ached and hurt so bad. And it was only from doing like 10 of those 200 pounds. It's because stone. of oh, the amount. limiting factor. In, it's the amount of tension that you're exerting. At that point. At, at that extent, yeah. almost that extended range. Yes, yeah. you right? never, yeah, that's what to- made total sense. You I- never do that with curls or whatever. No. And uh-uh. it's all it's all isometric. Right. Yep. And this just goes to show you that muscles have different capacities with different types of contractions. And who trains their biceps with heavy, isometric, almost fully extended you know, arms so fully extended. I am not surprised that a guy that strong went and did something like that, and, and the tour couldn't hang. Totally, because yeah. that's exactly what 
um, I felt after I did, and I only did like 10, and I did 200 pounds. I have no idea what size stone he was doing. I'm sure he was lifting something much harder. Yeah, and it was the very last one, which is the heaviest one. Yeah, and just, you don't, if you don't train that way, and you don't, like, to your point, Sal, and then the rest of your body is so strong, you think, oh, no big deal. I'm going to rip up this 300-pound stone. It's because what happens is you have you have those natural governors in your body, those, those, those it's almost like a, a, a rev limiter. Mm-hmm. And if you constantly train for strength, part of the reasons why you get so strong, one of the reasons is that your body's rev limiter, or it starts to allow you to rev higher. So, for example, an Olympic athlete will be able to exert 90-something percent of their absolute potential for strength, whereas the average person maybe only you know can only get maybe 50%, and it's to protect your body. Well, if you're a guy like, like Larry Wheels and you're constantly testing your body, his, his body's rev limiter... Uh, is set quite high. So now he does a movement he's not used to without that natural governor, and the risk of injury is much higher. Of course, being stronger, uh, the fact that you know he might be anabolically enhanced probably is that tends to cause uh, more of these you know injuries types happen uh, types of injuries to happen. Um, here's the thing with this too, and, and I hope this isn't the case with him because I wish him all the all the all the luck in the world. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times you'll see people like this, and the, there's one injury, and then it that's the beginning, oh, and yeah. it just starts this chain reaction of you know one injury after another because they don't give their body enough time Ample to kind time of, to heal, yeah, and mm-hmm. go through that whole recovery process. I know. I hope he does put a lot of effort in that direction. Well, not to mention it's almost inevitable when you have a serious injury like that that the other side of the body starts to compensate for that injury. And then yeah. if you keep pressing limits when you're like a strength training or a power athlete like that, um, or any athlete for that matter, it's almost – it's like what we just saw happen uh, for those that are into sports that saw what happened to DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins blows out his Achilles, spends an entire year – rehabbing it is back only what three months with us and then tears his quad mm-hmm. and it's just you know what ends up happening is the other part of your other parts of your body know the body the brain doesn't forget there was a major injury there mm-hmm. yeah. and it, it's very very tough when you're in the middle of doing something uh, explosive or athletic to make sure the body is being used balanced in the movement, the body is just going to prioritize the thing that's stronger and hasn't been injured. And what ends up happening is then you overload another part of the body, and then it ends up going. Well, what people need to realize is that the the line there's a very thin line between top performance and injury. Okay, think about it this way: it's like uh, it's like when you're yeah. racing a car and you're taking your turns. Let's say you're racing Formula One and you're taking those turns. You are pushing the car. At its absolute limit. And anything more, your car will skid out. Anything more and you lose traction. That's how you win is you push the limit. And everybody else is pushing their limits as well. So with these athletes uh, at these levels, they're pushing their bodies and they're they're balancing on a razor's edge of between maximum performance and then the, and then if they just tip over the other end, they hurt themselves. So they're always playing on that, on mm-hmm. that edge. And so once you start to hurt yourself... You're out of balance. Things start going out of balance, and now that edge is different. And the problem is people don't give themselves enough time to find where that edge is. They know where the old edge is. They go up and bump up against it. Nope, now you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Now you tore this or you tore that or you know something else. Or the same injury keeps happening uh, over and over again, which you see with a, a lot of our uh, – you know. Our peers in the space. Yep. So it's kind of crazy. This is why I'm okay with us letting Kevin Durant walk, which was great. So <laughs> that all happened yesterday. It was all the big news with the NBA. There's all kinds of stuff going on with the Warriors shaking it up. And uh, Kevin Durant had the opportunity to get a max contract with us, which I was not excited about because 
if you go back in history and you look at every single athlete, every basketball player that has ever had an Achilles tear, when they rehabbed and came back, not a single one, not one has ever came back and and returned to their their level. What they were doing, rebounds, scores, assists. Like, wow. No one has ever came back. To I don't know that. Yeah, whatever level they have. Some have come back and done all right and been okay for a couple of years or whatever like that, but no athlete has So ever... it's a bad gamble, you were saying, from... from oh, totally. Former. But mm-hmm. he's still considered uh, one of the best ever, even injured. And so, uh, you know, the Nets gave him a huge contract. I think it was $116 million for four years. Holy cow. With knowing that ne- next year he'll sit the bench the entire year. Wow. He'll still make that money. So that we could have been hit with that contract, which would tie up all kinds of money, and we wouldn't be able to go off and do other trades. So personally, I'm, I'm. So you think that was good? Yeah, it's yeah, great yeah, for it's yeah. great for us to see that. It's unfortunate for him, and and I wish him the best of luck to come back. But statistically speaking, yeah, you just when you get an in, a major injury like that, you're never the same, mm. never. Dude, so I read something crazy while I was uh, on my my trip. When I have opportunities to 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 read more, oftentimes I'll get into weird subjects or whatever. Mm. And I was thinking uh, one night about how. How there are things that we have done for thousands of years and you'll find in multiple cultures that we then later on with modern medicine laugh at, but then later on with more studies we find, oh, wait a minute, there was something to that. Uh, fasting is an example of that. Fasting has been practiced by every major religion. Uh, it's been practiced on every continent. For a long time, we laughed at fasting, said it was stupid, there's no health benefits, why are people doing this, despite the fact that for thousands of years people have practiced this. And now, of course, studies show that there's benefits. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, like, what else? Yeah, what other things did we do for a long time that are cross-cultural that people did for a long time that we laugh at? Uh, you know. So I started thinking, and and you know what popped into my head? Hmm. Bloodletting. You guys, you guys know what bloodletting is, is? It's like blood donating. Oh my god! Yeah, that's like a long time ago. Yes. So the the Chinese practiced it. Of course, Europeans practiced it for a long time. And um, they used um, uh, leeches at one point. Yeah, right? I want to say the. I think the Greeks and the Romans even practiced it at one point. And so the 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 belief was uh, that if you were ill, that bleeding yourself out would get rid of the illness. And so people practiced this for. A long time, and sometimes with terrible results. Sometimes people would bleed themselves <laughs> to yeah, death. Yeah, like pints and pints. Yeah, and they would use leeches, or they would cut themselves. Barbers were the ones that actually did bloodletting in medieval Europe. This is why uh, barber shops to this day have the you know the striped uh, pole that you see outside of barber shops uh. because barbers used to hang their bandages, their bloody bandages. No way. Yeah, oh, so that's, that's why that's get out of here. Yeah, that's where that, that comes from. No shit. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. About yeah, that. so I so uh, so I thought I wonder if there's any benefits to bloodletting because why would people do this for as long? I, I'm sure people believe certain things and they tend to be you know back then and they're wrong or whatever, but for people to continue doing these things. Oftentimes, there's some kind of a benefit. Otherwise, they would stop, right? Mm. Like, why would people keep fasting for thousands of years if there's no benefits? And maybe they're explaining the benefits wrong. But So I looked it up, and believe it or not, donating blood actually has some health benefits. So obviously, it's not recommended that you go bleed yourself (laughs) at home or anything like that. Please, yes. But (laughs) but they're finding that, that they, they found that there's actual some benefits. So here's one of the benefits. When you uh, get rid of your, when you, you know, lose blood, when you go donate blood, you lose iron. Obviously, there's lots of iron in the blood. This uh, high iron levels in the blood um, 
speed up the proliferation of bacteria. So if you have a bacteria, so they did these studies where they where they took animals, for example, and they would have some where they would reduce their blood by having them, you know, like bloodletting them or whatever, and by others having, you know, not doing it. And the bloodletted, the ones that reduced their blood because of the lower iron, the spread of the bacteria was slowed down. So there actually is some some health benefits in the sense of fighting off uh, disease, which is interesting. There's also uh, decreased risks of cancer from people who uh, who donate blood often. Hmm. Um, they found an 88% reduction in uh, hardening of the arteries and heart attack risks from people who 88% donate. 88% reduction? Yeah. Wow. Yep. It may uh, increase uh, insulin sensitivity. Um, a study by the University of California, California, San Diego, found that on average, you burn about 650 calories when you donate blood. So there's a calorie burning effect. Oh my god! Kind of interesting, right? <laughs> it's really isn't this kind of fascinating it's a weird stat. Yeah, uh, and, and, and a lot of the benefits uh, are uh, for men. Men seem to get uh, a lot more of these benefits than women do, but this makes sense. Well, because we have because, more iron, right? Because we don't have a period. Yeah. Women lose blood oh, naturally right, 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 right. every month, and so uh, they they find that men tend to have um, better results from from this practice. But anyway, it's fascinating because I, I was sitting there thinking, like, what did people do a long time ago for a long time that we think is stupid? And I Googled health benefits of bloodletting. I found all these studies. I was like, get the fuck out of here. That's crazy. There's no way. Yeah, weird. so for real. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah, really, really Very interesting, stuff. though. Yeah, yeah. So are you guys getting tagged all over Instagram with this uh, – documentary or whatever oh with yeah, arnold the arnold one yeah, yeah. they're talking about uh, i mean it, it was basically like going on some kind of a uh like a uh, more of a it's not a vegan but i like, smell vegan propaganda it, it is vegan though i, like, I, we, I we went smell, down the rabbit hole my smell bullshit so it's him in, in uh not cameron diaz uh, what's his <laughs> name the 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 director oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. James uh, avatar cameron. james cameron yeah so they 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 did this film together now, and so it's like a vegetarian vegan now i watched the trailer and it's about plant it says plant-based not vegan so and now this is off the trailer i haven't watched it it hasn't come out yet well so i went on instagram and there they have an actual account for this movie i forget what it's called again the greatness or the game game changers and uh most of the of the materials there were basically promoting vegan athletes and like Mm. why you know they're so successful once they changed over to this vegan diet. I think what they're going to say based off of the the trailer is that a diet that is plant-based but still includes animal products is healthy and that people are over-consuming animal products. There is some evidence that shows that they may be right on some of that stuff, but I, I really want to watch it before I pass judgment because trailers can be sensational, totally. you know? Totally. They can be totally sensationalized, so I want to watch the whole thing. Well, that was my initial yeah, we're thought. Just, and we're then just I speculating went, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're speculating. Uh, that was my initial thought, too, and, and based off of what like Arnold was talking about it on, too, he was like, I still eat meat, you know, just not as frequently as I used to. But, you know, going down the rabbit hole of, like, all of the rest of the stuff they're promoting, it was very heavy vegan propaganda. Mm, well, here's we'll where, here's where my, you know, speculation is going to head. I speculate that they're going to release – vegan supplements uh, alongside uh, this type of a documentary that Arnold, who's already invested in supplement companies in the past, mm. is going to come out with a new vegan oh, line wow. of products wow. and this is the way that they're going to drive it. Yeah, that, that would be my guess. That, sure. would, that would be brilliant too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, and that would be Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> he's a business guy. He's a day, very smart sure. business guy yeah. and you could definitely make the case which that, would also make the sense, would make sense why he's came out already and talked about not going full vegan, but 
limiting his meat because he still has his probably yeah. his meat based or his uh, whey protein, whey, whey protein, like so, a week off of meat or something. Yeah, yeah. So now now you can sell both sides. Wow, I wouldn't yeah. be. That's a good call, Sal. Yeah, I, that's probably that's. I smell that. To me, I smell mm-hmm. I smell a rat in the whole thing. I don't know if it's. But again, we'll we'll wait. We'll watch it and then we can we can pick it apart. The after thing the with fact. diets is it's it's uh, it's. It's simple. It's not as complicated and as specific as they make it seem. Like it's not about carnivore. It's not about plant based. Not about vegan. It's about whole natural foods and not eating too much. Really, if you boil it down, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it boils down to. Um, and you know, eating eating uh, the appropriate amount of essential well, nutrients. And there's a lot of conflicting information out there in terms of like they bring up all these environmental factors of how shitty it is to you know raise livestock and all that. But if you like, look at the whole thing down the you line, you got to look at everything. Yes. Well, if we didn't, if we weren't 65 percent of us obese and eating five McDonald's cheeseburgers a day, that wouldn't be a fucking <laughs> yeah, problem either. Yeah. If everybody was just eating a freaking ribeye yeah, steak, we'd probably you're be okay. Not going to cram that on on me. Yeah. Sorry. No. Yeah, no. I'm. I'm. I'm not a fan. You know, have you guys seen the show uh, Alone? No. That's a really cool. His- it's on History Channel. It's a doc. It's not a documentary. It's a a uh, reality series where they drop ten get ten uh, oh, contestants. Oh, you talked about this. Yes. So the new season's out, and they they're in the uh, they're in the like up in the Arctic. And what the hell? Yeah, it's re- it's pretty cool. Actually. I feel like someone's gonna die. Yeah, Damn. it's cool. It's cool. It's a good one. I'm on like I think it's on episode five. Check it out. History Channel uh, alone. I watched the first season and I think the second season fell off of it. My two best friends, they're the like the nature guys and all. They they love it. And the lot we were together last weekend and they were just like, oh, the new season's cool. I watch mm-hmm. Naked and Afraid all the time, but that's I mean that's kind of like not that crazy. Mm. Well, it, why it sparked just talking about this? I just think about like how we evolved as humans and. It's just, you know, you would fucking die yeah. if you were ch- if you only tried to. You would be- not in nature. You would never find no, a. You can't survive. Well, and, and you would never find plants that grew naturally that were nutrient dense right. enough to sustain you. And you, you see, know. you see examples. Of, and, and and I know this. Uh, um, you know, the show is like a, a a small example of what what that was probably like. Like the, these these people are they they get ten tools right. They get dropped in on this place, and it's like you get ten tools. A cell phone. they get like a bow a hatchet like like a 10 10 of these tools and they and they have to like figure it out like you got to make your own fishing pole if you're going to try and fish the water you have a bow so you could try and go hunt moose or get something but these they're mostly eating you know setting traps for mice they're eating mice and squirrels rodents and anything they can get their hands on you want to know how you know how we always for a moose yeah Yeah, and you know how we always see like ads for like the new superfood and it's always like a some kind of a berry or a plant. No, no, it's insects. Now, yeah, the reality is that the superfoods, if you want to look at pure nutrient density, are animal. It, you know, you get an organ meat. Find me any plant that's equivalent to like liver mm-hmm. from an animal in terms of nutrient density. Well, you, you, you just can't. Yeah, and you, you can't. see that in these these uh, contestants. They're like, you know, because they forging berries is really easy. They find an area, and then, but they're like. You know, you, they're like seven days in of like living off of berries and like, oh my God, I just, yeah, I just, you'll that. die. Yeah. And they, they get a mouse and they're excited. You know, so yeah. they get a squirrel and they're so excited because and it changes their entire mood. Totally. Their mm-hmm. body's just craving it. Yeah. 100%. This quaz brought to you by Organify. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. All right, our first question is from Hallie Cashman. 
What are your thoughts on weight vests? What workouts or exercises are they appropriate for? You look really serious. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I like weight vests for weight. body weight type exercises mm. because they allow you to add resistance to, and I mean, I, this might be a good topic to kind of bring up is just the value of these closed chain type movements where mm-hmm. you're moving your body, um, the muscle building uh, effects that you get from them, especially when you're not when you never do them, yeah. which a lot of people don't do them very I th- often. I think it's a I think it's an incredible tool for a progression to that. Yes. I don't think that you should throw it on right away and do that. No, stuff. no, no. It's got to be no. appropriate. And I also don't think they're a, it's a great idea to put them on and go running with them, which oh, I no. see a lot of that also. There's, so, there's a very small like percentage of people that I think would benefit from weighted vest running. And those are people who need to train to be able to run with weight. Yeah. So like if you're in the military and you're part of your training or you know when you're out in the field or whatever you have this heavy pack on yeah yes, you're a hunter sense. yeah you have to like carry uh you know carcasses that that's it the heavy. old theory was that you know make your training hard so when you go do this event it's easier and so that was where it, it got popular it got popular with you know throw the 50 pound weight vest on you run your three miles a day or whatever like that guess what when you go to go your competition and run your three miles you don't have 50 pounds on it you're going to feel light as a feather and you're going to mm-hmm. blast through mm-hmm. it Problem is that running is already really rough on the joints, and most people don't have good mechanics running. And then you throw fifty pounds on your back weight, and it, it changes uh, your mechanics. It changes the process of it. You know, dealing for the excess load. So when you go to actually run, it's gonna you're actually gonna like change uh, the way that you run and your gait a little bit. Right. But if I am gonna use it, the way I would use it, example. Um, like I've had this before. Someone's reached out. They, uh, they love the maps anywhere program. They're somebody who is always on the go mm-hmm. traveling. They always work out in hotel rooms. Uh, they're, and so maps anywhere has been like their go-to program like they, and they keep recycling through it and they, they've gotten really good at it. And they've asked me like, you know, what are one of the ways that I could progress this program? Now we've built in progressions within it for most people, but someone who's been running it for maybe a year or two, what's a way that they can progress that a great way is to just simply add, a weight vest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that weight vests have come a long way because I was in on the first, you know, adopters of the weight vest where they they're, where they're, they're big and floppy and like really like square, uh, didn't like form fit your body. Now they have like products out there. I think it's like Heithleet, some mm-hmm. something like that, where it actually form fits and they and they are able to like uh, really like place the weight in ideal places. So it feels like it's it's you know it, it, it's somewhat more balanced uh, when, when you go to do all these. Like uh, body weight type exercise. Yeah, you want a weight vest that's form fitting because, for example, let's say you're doing a handstand push up, which mm. very rare Even that you'll need push ups. Yeah, very rare that you'll need to wear a weight vest uh, or, or need resistance to do uh, a handstand push up. There's a lot of resistance anyway. Yeah, good luck doing 15 of those. But if you're <laughs> super strong, and I've seen people do this where they're really, really strong, they'll wear these really, really you know well formed weight vests and then do mm. movements like that push ups. Excellent with the weight vest. Again, you got to be able to do them well without the weight vest and do a lot of them without the weight vest before you add it on. Uh, Pull-ups, another great exercise. Leg exercises, these are great. So if you're looking to build strength stamina and do things like walking lunges, uh, side lunges, Cossack squats, that kind of stuff. A weight vest All is, that is dips, a, pull-ups. I mean, yeah. it, it it's just a great option because, like, if you were to add weight and like add chains, like it's it's a little more form fitting. I, I like it. I prefer it when I do weighted pull-ups or weighted dips, especially. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, this again to go back to the body weight type exercises or closed chain type movements. 
close chain meaning like a push-up is I'm my hands are on the floor and I'm moving my body around. Open chain would be I'm holding a bar, moving my hands around. And they both have their benefits. And a lot of the you'll see a lot of the benefits if you only ever do one style and then you move to the other. Yeah. One of my favorite things to have clients do is to take my clients who just typically lift weights and they'll follow some of our other programs. And then I'll tell them, I want you to do four weeks of MAPS Anywhere. You know, MAPS Anywhere utilizes uh, almost all body weight movements. There are some band exercises. And of course, I'm always, I always get the, you know, well, am I going to lose progress because I'm not using weights? I'm like, no, no, no. You're so used to working out with weights. Try this and watch what happens. And every single time they come back and they're stronger, more fit. And here's what I like. It's the functionality of, of body weight type movements. Your ability to manipulate your body uh, really improves the stability of your joints in a different way. Well, Justin, you did a whole year of like body weight training, didn't you? I did, and I did add, um, I did add weight to it. So I did add, oh, I progressed did. my way up through it with, uh, you know, adding. Uh, but my weight vest at the time was one of those kind of funky ones, so I'd avoid push-ups and I would avoid certain exercises because my weight vest would flop quite a bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, like added intensity through you know, ring training and like, um, you know, suspension type training and things like that, where I could increase the, uh, you know, the gravitational forces mm -hmm. and, you know, the angles would, would intensify it substantially. So yeah, it was, it was kind of cool because it, you had to get more creative, uh, with those types of moves to really add that like certain, uh, progression to it. Yeah. One of my, one of my favorite, uh, type of workouts with the weight vest, I'll put the weight vest on and then I would cycle through, Pull-ups, body rows, push-ups, dips, uh, bench dips, uh, squats, lunges, and I would just keep the vest on the entire time. And the pump you get from something like that is pretty pretty intense. And it's cool because you don't need a lot of equipment. You just have your weight vest, maybe a pull-up bar, and you're set. Considering that you did it for a year, Justin, what were some of the things that you noticed? Because you also, obviously, before that, you've been weight training traditionally for a really long time, and then all of a sudden you get on this kick where you're Oh, my do joints felt way better. My joints felt like very, uh, I felt more athletic in terms of like seeing, being supported in all different directions in my movement. And, uh, it, it just felt like I could get up and, and, um, you know, move way better, more fluid. Uh, but also too, I think that, um, just the, the, the overall connectivity to my body, like I had way better body awareness. Yeah. Uh, and that was the biggest takeaway, I think. I think doing it for that amount of time was a little bit excessive, but um, it, I was just trying to challenge myself to see how far I could go in terms of like, uh, you know, progressing my way through uh, training and just intensifying the process of that um, without obviously getting into like gymnastics where that's like the ultimate version of it. Well, I know there's some, there's some like calisthenic and bodyweight camps that, uh, I mean, they believe that well, you, they swear by it. Yeah. You, they, they believe you shouldn't even touch weights until you own all bodyweight movements, you know, before you even think, I about can see. It. I think they the, pair well. I can see some of the rationale. Right, I could. I think I could argue that. Yeah. I could argue. I could argue. I could argue either side. I, I think it's uh, it's just a valuable way to exercise that we people nowadays don't. If you're a gym rat, you just don't. You just don't do a lot of body weight. That's the real takeaway for me. The real takeaway is that there's probably a, a good portion of people that just don't ever do it. That mm -hmm. only do, that would get a lot of value from doing body. It's weight funny stuff. because the same people that do that with weights uh, and then say, "Oh, body weight exercises don't build that much muscle." You ask them if they do pull-ups from their back, and they all say, "Yes." Oh, yeah, best exercise ever is pull-ups. It's like, <laughs> I mean. There's a lot of movements you could do with your body that don't that that are closed chain, uh, like 
like dips, uh, handstand push-ups. Like you could be super strong with an overhead press. Go do some handstand push-ups. Get good at those. Watch what happens to your shoulders. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know what I mean. It's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, but as far as the weight vests are concerned, it's funny. I, I I saw this once in a gym. There was a guy wearing a weight vest and he was doing curls and tricep press downs. <laughs> yeah, totally misses the whole point. <laughs> well, you know, what? some people do that with it, uh, and oh, they do that. And I've also seen the ankle weights that used to be popular right back in the like the like late eighties, early nineties. Yes, wrist weights and ankle they just weights. wear them all day long, so your body is working, burning more calories, and so then in turn, hopefully, burning more body. Yeah, fat. great way to cause an injury. Yeah, I got bad movement patterns. Just throw a weight on top of that and see what yeah. happens all day. So accelerate it. Next question is from Brenna TM. How do you prep for a night of drinking alcohol? What's the best way to recover and continue with progress? Oh boy! Now I used to have I used to have uh, what I thought was really good advice for not putting on body fat for this, but I remember learning later on that it's probably a dangerous uh, piece of advice. Oh no! Well, no. What I used to what I used to do personally, and uh, this is uh, you know for the listener, I, I'm not recommending it anymore because I think I, I learned later on that this is a, a, a dangerous thing that you can do. Is I would uh, I would fast leading up to that day. So let's let's so it hits you faster. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to drink much. less. Yeah, you would drink way less. I would drink way less. Hit you hit you ten times harder with half the amount of drinks. Uh, and I and I loved it. It worked really really well for me. But I can't remember who we were with. I want to say it was like I don't know why I think it was Dr. Andy Galpin or somebody, and he was breaking down uh, what happens uh, when you drink alcohol in a fasted state. Uh, I forgot what happens to the liver and 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 what happens inside of your body that is not ideal. Um, That's how people get sick, man. Yeah, and so the recommendation was that if you drink, that you should always have it with food. So that kind of that would kind of debunk my. Theory. Have you guys ever experienced that where you you just didn't eat all day, then you go have a drink, and it's like one drink? Oh yeah. You that's why it was hammered. That's right why away. it was like my my go to. That was my move. Was I would fast the day before, so I would give a, a good fifteen to twenty four hour fast, leading up to the time that I knew I'd be at a barbecue drinking or doing something like that, and I would only need one to three drinks, and I would get that that drunk feeling that I was probably chasing. Mm-hmm. And then, and then if I would eat any additional calories, it's okay because I've been fasted for the last 15, 18 hours. So I wouldn't put too, I wouldn't put on much body fat from it either. So. See, I was always trying to out, like outlast the party, you know, like keep it going. So I'm like trying to like keep so hydrated. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I would drink like two or three drinks and then I would drink water in between every time and, and that, like no hangover as a result of that. Like most of it was derived, like most of my aches and you know, the achiness and that stuff that you feel the next day was because I was so dehydrated. Yeah. You you can, I mean, here's a couple things that I've done personally that have worked and then some stuff that is backed by, I guess, uh, science that would say it works. So what I do is I like to use activated charcoal. I like to have a couple capsules with maybe every drink or every other drink and, of course, drink water in between. Seems to really help uh, avoid the the hangover. And then the other thing, too, is you could take uh, ibuprofen kind of prophylactically. So before you go to bed, before you have your hangover, take your ibuprofen before you go to bed and then wake up the next day and not have you got us on that and i would say that was a major game changer for me like i used that was i didn't drink for what the first 2 years of mind pump like i am like super anti drink guy in the last year and a half i've drank more with you guys than i probably have in the previous 5 to 10 years and that was because of that hack because mm-hmm. you started handing us charcoal you'd be like oh you'll be fine just have a couple charcoal and that's the part that the reason why i really hated drinking was 
you know, the the five drinks that I would have while I'm having fun, not so big of a deal. Like, fine, that, that was I was okay with that, even though sometimes I'd feel a little bloated and stuff from it. It was the next day where it just killed my day. All I wanted was some greasy food. I didn't want to work out. And then it seemed like if I decided to drink one day, it would set back my my results or whatever I was chasing aesthetically for a week. You know, so I was like, man, it's not worth it to me. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it to fuck up a week of training and dieting all for one day of fun. It needs to be a really major event for me to justify Mm -hmm. that. Well, now that you've introduced the charcoal to me, you know, I'm I'm capable of having three to five drinks, have some charcoal, and I could be. I feel like a champion. And I'm wondering if it's if it's because it helps with the gut. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm wondering if because I know what charcoal does, right? It absorbs whatever it comes in contact with. I don't, I don't think it reduces the amount of alcohol that's in your system or anything like that. What I think it does is it just prevents the, the, the gut issues that tend to happen from alcohol. Because alcohol isn't – when you drink one drink, probably not a big deal. But most people, if they have four or five drinks in a night, kind of fucks up their stomach a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they might not have terrible you know, gut issues, you know, diarrhea or whatever. But they might notice a little bloat, a little indigestion or whatever. I think that that's a big part of the reason why I feel so shitty the next day. Yeah. And the charcoal prevents that. Like, I don't get the bloat. I don't get the, you know, the the, the bad gut or whatever. Um, uh, and, it, and and I wake up the next day and I tend to feel better with the activated charcoal. So I, And I this would, is all anecdote, by the way. I don't know if there's any studies to support the charcoal. I, w- I would combine your advice with my old advice, which is uh, I, I wouldn't push somebody to the extreme of fasting like I was doing before, but I, I think there is some value to knowing if you're going to go drink five, six drinks that are 150 calories a piece or more potentially uh, to probably have a lower calorie day heading into that. So, you know, if my, my, your daily caloric intake is, let's say, 2,500 calories, then maybe having a 1,500-calorie day the day before, knowing that I'm probably mm-hmm. going to overconsume by six or 700 calories, and then also taking that into consideration the day of drinking, I'm probably eating on the lighter side, maybe not fasting, but I'm not going to be... Oh, you got to be careful of over-consuming uh, on a day of drinking, which drinking tends to promote that already. So. It does because it's mm. uh, alcohol is a very powerful inhibitor uh, of just the, the, the way you... Uh, your, your, how you limit yourself for anything. Um, what do they call that? That's like your... I can't think of the word right now. Uh, but it lowers inhibitions, all inhibitions. So you're more likely to like sleep with someone... That you would not have slept with had you not had alcohol. You're more likely to say some shit that you would not normally have said had you not drank alcohol. And if you normally prevent yourself from eating garbage, because let's say you're health conscious, that same part of the brain that is, you know, that that kind of prevents you from doing things that you're not supposed to. Is now drunk. It, yeah. It's now drunk, it lowers your inhibitions. <laughs> so somebody who normally would not eat a pizza at 2 a.m. It's not that it necessarily makes you hungrier. It's that it reduces inhibition. So now it's 2 a.m. You're like, fuck it. Yeah. Let's get a pizza. I always feel I, like shit if I haven't eaten anything, though, and drink. That's like a horrible combo. Yeah, for a lot of people, I, yeah, I would, I would I get, say that. Eat like at least something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, the next day, uh, caffeine is a great way to help uh, help you feel a little bit better. It's a, it's a vasoconstrictor. Lots of can water. can prevent the headache. Lots of water. Um, I would also sometimes have an electrolyte packet. And I would drink some uh, some water with electrolytes before I went to bed. Ibuprofen, of course, before going to bed to help prevent that uh, inflammation. Milk thistle, um, it's a herb that helps the liver, liver with uh, detoxifying. So theoretically, uh, you know that may help. But I don't think anything's going to help you as much as just 
drinking kind of responsibly. I remember as, as when I was younger and you know when you're younger and you just push it past past the reasonable limit, yeah. that's when you feel like shit. Well, I that, think if you have a reasonable amount, you'll be better. That that way of drinking is what kept me from ever getting in like crazy good shape. <laughs> I mean, it it really did. Like yeah. I, I for the lo- for most of my 20s, you know, I was in you know, quote unquote good shape, but I had never reached that like sub 6% and magazine cover look that I I wanted and I couldn't figure it out and what it was is I just I you know weekends I mm-hmm. would party you know I was mm-hmm. in my 20s I would go out and I would go hard but I'd be but because I was in the gym the next day in my head I'm like well I'm still working out I'm still doing everything I'm supposed to and I'm good the rest of the week but it was enough mm-hmm. to keep me from progressing I've heard have you heard about theanine like people drinking the, like with alcohol No I don't know that uh, that's interesting Yeah apparently it, it mitigates a lot of the the damage as well Interesting yeah. No I'll look into it. I like using theanine with caffeine mm-hmm. so I don't know that you could do that with uh, with alcohol too Well I mean here's the thing this is why I prefer cannabis I mean if I'm going to if I'm going right. to go out um, and just have fun with friends, and I know they have different effects. They're not the same. Alcohol is probably much more social uh, than, than cannabis. But still, if you want to feel a little altered, cannabis doesn't have any calories, um, and you typically don't feel like garbage the next day after having cannabis. It is not nearly as bad for the body. I mean, you could definitely have too much cannabis and feel kind of groggy the next day, but I've never had a, ha- a hangover from cannabis that even comes close to like the kind of hangovers I've had with alcohol. They're such different moods, though. They are. That's you know, the thing. Yeah, like you know, I'm in the if I'm smoking weed, I'm in a laugh, chill, funny type mood. Drinking is like ah, yeah. dance, have fun. Let's go. Have you guys Be noticed silly. that your window it's my of superpower that your window of fun time on alcohol as you get older is getting shorter? <laughs> yeah, dude. Have you noticed? <laughs> I know it's a sad thing. Yeah. But it's true. <laughs> I was at the wedding with with Jessica, and we started drinking early. So like the wedding. The, the the wedding reception or whatever didn't start till four p.m. Yeah. but it was at like noon when they were actually getting married. <laughs> so you peaked at like one thirty. Yeah, so like I have like three <laughs> or four hours. If I start yeah. drinking three or four hours, I'm a fucking blast. After that, I want to go to bed. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying. It, it was much longer when I was younger. Well, it's funny because me and Courtney bought alcohol for the week, thinking we we're going to totally just like you know rage through it all, whatever. <laughs> and we went like the first two days, and we only drank like a fraction of it. And then her sister came later in the week, and then stayed with us the last day or so. And like, so she's like pouring us like real drinks, and I'm just like, I am not ready for that. I got like so <laughs> hammered. I went to bed at like seven o'clock or something because I was just like so out of it. Yeah. yeah. Just not the same. Next question is from Ander Beth. In reality, what is the chance of having a broken metabolism? Oh, gosh. I'm actually glad somebody asked this question because we talk so much about- We should address first the word broken metabolism. Let's. I, I want to be very clear. And I know what they, they use that word- Yeah, it just means slow metabolism. Yeah, to damaged or broken metabolism to refer to somebody whose metabolism is slower- um, than they would like it to be. Let's be. Let's let's make something very clear. Here. If you had a broken metabolism, you'd be dead. Yeah, you, you, nobody has a broken. Metabolism. Nobody has a broken metabolism. A slow metabolism is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. What it's, you've trained it to. You, it, it's adapted to your lifestyle, so that you burn less calories. So before we get into the into get answering the question, there is no such thing as a broken metabolism. If there was, if you actually had a broken metabolism, you'd be dead. There are slower and faster metabolism. So I guess the question to reword it is, in reality, what is the chance of having a really slow metabolism? Yeah, I think 
having a um, like a, a, a medically like bad like where, where you have uh, HPA dysfunction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you like always. What's the other What's the other term that people use for that? Adrenal fatigue. Yeah, adrenal that, fatigue. Yeah. What's there's another one too that's mm-hmm. popular. There's like three different terms that gets thrown around all the time. That is extremely uh, uncommon. Like when I think back to all the clients that I've trained, uh, there was very few people that were in a situation where they couldn't eat, you know, if they ate 500 cal- anything over 500 calories, they would put on body fat. They That person uh, would fall in this category, I think, of what this person's referring to as broken, damaged, or extremely slow. For the most part, most people have slower metabolisms when the, than what they had 10 years before or when they were younger and they can refer back to when they used to eat all this food and get away with it. And to Sal's point, the thing, the main thing that's happened over that time is that they've moved a lot less. They've Mm -hmm. probably lost a lot of lean body mass and they're, they've ate a lot less over time. And then the body has adapted to that new caloric maintenance. And so they're just, their metabolism is much slower than what it was before. Now, the thing that's beautiful about the metabolism, it's kind of like a free flowing thing where it's, it's not always exactly the same, and you can manipulate that and change that, and you could do that quite a bit, especially if you build a lot of muscle because muscle requires more calories, more nutrients, and that in turn speeds the metabolism up, which is why we talk about MAPS Anabolic being like, you know, for our people that want to speed their metabolism up because that program is really designed to kind of get you training with as minimal as possible with the most effective way that you can to build the most amount of muscle mm-hmm. without burning the most amount of calories. So that's the theory behind yeah, it. Yeah, and, and as far as slow metabolism is concerned, it's is there, like Adam was saying, yes, there are cases where someone's metabolism is so slow that, and, and, and you know, you feel weak, you're tired, uh, you know, brain fog. But usually what we're encountering is someone's metabolism is just slower than they'd like. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's not that they have a metabolism so slow that it's, it's bad for their health or there's a problem. It's just slower than they'd like. Now, w- when we're looking at the, at the context of modern life, when we're looking at like today, most of us would probably benefit from having a metabolism that burns more calories. And this is just because it allows us to eat more uh, and, it, and it makes it easier to stay lean. Now, if I were to compare a slower metabolism to a faster metabolism, but both people are eating appropriately, which one's healthier? Believe it or not, the evidence suggests that the slower metabolism is healthier. You don't necessarily want your body to churn through tons of calories um, unless that's going to help you in terms of eating the appropriate amount, which usually it does. That's why I always recommend people speed up their metabolism. But otherwise, longevity-wise, you're better off having a metabolism that adapts a little slower and then eating less. The problem is that's impossible for most people. Most people don't like, most men don't like to walk around and eat, you know, 1900 calories a day. Most women don't like to walk around and eat less than 1500 calories a day. Um, especially when there's food everywhere and yeah. we celebrate with food and you know, all that you just stuff. maximize your efficiency. Mm-hmm. Like all these patterns have led in this direction where, yeah, you don't have to be as physically uh, active and you don't have to do like really rigorous hard work anymore to where, uh, you need calories to then replace, you know, and, and to, to basically like help you out and like build muscle. So you have to actually like, uh, you know, seek that out and seek that uncomfortable state again and, and go in that direction. Right. Right. This is a little bit of what I, I mean, I'm dealing with this, uh, this last year, almost two years, almost now, uh, you know, just two and a half, three years ago, I was full blown competing at the professional level. I had, 
you know, 230 pounds of muscle on my body. Um, I was eating 5,000 plus calories. Uh, here I am two years later, and if I eat over 2,500, I put on weight quick, real quick, which, I mean, that has been, uh, even for someone like me, is very aware of all this. It's still, I'm like, fuck, I can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't, you know, it was very normal for me to, if I were to, I could plan in, you know, two double cheeseburgers into my diet on a pretty regular basis and, I mean, not skip a beat, still be lean, 6% body fat mm -hmm. and gray. I do that now, and it, I wake up the next morning, and, and the scale's up a pound and a half, and I feel bloated in my gut, and it's just like my metabolism is just not roaring like it was. It's not broken. It's doing exactly what happened. I stopped taking anabolic steroids. I'm not lifting nowhere near as much. I train maybe three days a week compared to seven days a week. I'm, the volume is significantly less than that. I have probably... 35 pounds or more of less muscle on my body than I had then. So that's going to slow my metabolism down. I'm not nowhere near moving as much. I'm probably taking 6,000 to 10,000 at a high end of steps where I was moving more like 14 to 20,000 steps during competing days. So my metabolism is not broken, It's just, but it's 50% less. It's gone from 5,000 to 2,500. It's just, it's doing exactly what I've told it to do, which is slow the fuck down because I've slowed down. I've lost a bunch of muscle. And if I want to change that and I want to get it back up to 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, I need to slowly increase calories while I slowly increase volume and more training and build muscle. And it'll slowly creep up. And in fact, where I'm at today in comparison to about six months, I'm in a much better place. I was at a place not that long ago where, man, not much over 2,000 calories, and I felt like my body mm -hmm. I was, when I was going through all the hormonal stuff. So it, the metabolism wasn't broken. It's just it's, ad it's adapted to whatever signal that I had been sending to it. And for the last two years, I've been sending to it that I'm more of a sedentary person in comparison to this super physical, you know, men's physique competitor. Yeah, guy. yeah. And I, I mean, the message needs to get across to people that, if you're going to exercise, um, and most people don't can't dedicate more than a few days a week to exercise, your best bet is to focus on the type of workouts that get your metabolism to speed up. Um, again, it allows you to eat more food. It makes it easier to stay lean, uh, so it's going to make you healthier. Um, and that's resistance training. Focus on on weight training in order to do that. But having a slower versus faster metabolism. If, if you're eating appropriately both ways, they both can be very healthy. And like I said, I think we, you know, people need to understand the difference between the two and the fact that it's not broken. I hate that when people use the word broken or damaged um, because it's not. Well, it's working a, exactly the way it's supposed to. I don't hate it. It's not their fault because it's it's a it's a mark. It's a marketing ploy. Sure, right you know, it's a you, it's a scare tactic. To well, get, think about it. Do you, you have a broken metabolism? Exactly. And, and everybody can identify with that, right? If you're if you're over the age of thirty. Everybody can identify probably with that feeling of thinking that your metabolism is slowed way down or it's broken or anybody who's been on five different types of diets or different programs to lose weight and has struggled with that can identify with this this idea that, oh, right. shit, maybe it's my metabolism is broken. And so it, that's just marketing 101. It's a it's a uh, it's not your fault. You have yeah, a broken metabolism. Right. So it's a way to it's a, it's a way to market. The reality is that your metabolism is doing exactly uh, what you what it what it's supposed to do based off of the signal that you're sending to it mm -hmm. off of your your lifestyle. Next question is from Bran Berry. You talk a lot about the body's adaptability to food, exercise, etc. Does this same adaptability apply to priming? 
Does getting in the same priming routine for certain exercises limit the muscle building signal? Ooh, no, good, it, it's good the, question. It's the opposite. Yeah, that's yeah. the point. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the more frequent you do it, uh, you know, the more you hone in on that process. Yeah, absolutely, it does adapt, but it adapts in a positive. Now way. that's well, this is that's the point. The point. Okay, so the point of priming is not to build more muscle uh, directly. So priming doesn't build more. I mean, it may a little bit by turning certain muscles on or whatever. The, the, the muscle building effect that comes from priming is because now you're moving better and then you do the muscle building exercises mm -hmm. and now those exercises are more effective. For example, let's say my ankle mobility is a limiting factor when I do my squats. So I do lots of priming to improve my ankle control and mobility. That priming isn't going to build more muscle, but now that I can squat better because of it, now I'm going to build more muscle. Now, the point with priming is to adapt. I want my body to get really good at the priming movements and adapt so that it moves in the way that I want it to. Now I can do the, the, you know, the changing up the reps and sets and exercises with my actual foundational workout. Yeah, we're talking about the nervous system. We're trying to to channel the process. So if you think about like getting better at throwing a baseball or doing something that's like a skill based where, you know, there's a whole sequence of events that have to occur for you to be able to to produce a, a type of a movement. We're trying to produce a type of a movement that is most effective. And that's what priming, we're, we're trying to teach the body how to go through these specific types of movements. So as you go to perform them, you're at your your optimal ability. And now the it, it provides the environment for your muscles to now respond as a result. Well, this this also reminds, I, I got to do this since we were asked, answering this question. I've been meaning to do this because people have asked me you know, what my, what my priming looks like today in comparison to a year or two years ago. And it has completely changed. Uh, and that's due to the body adapting to the priming that I was doing. For you no longer needed the same priming. Yes, yeah. I don't. It's it's amazing. It's awesome. So, and, and I'll show. I'm gonna. I'll have when we walk out of the studio right now. I'll have Enzo or one of the employees do a, a video of me how I get ready to squat or deadlift now, which is kind of cool. I've actually now can get to a place where I can combine like three different priming movements all in one one little one little move that I do, and it that was. Uh, and that's a com this is what's happened since I've spent so much time in the combat stretch. I spent so much time in the in the 9090. I spent so much time at the zone one test. And now that I've gotten there, I can actually get down in this squatted position and kind of activate all three places in the same position. Mm -hmm. And that and then that really primes me to get me ready to to do a squat. So No, that's a good point. You should you should constantly reassess to see what your what priming is necessary. Because it doesn't make any sense to continue to prime your ankle mobility in the same way once it's worked now you advance and move to a different right it's i mean i can drop down right now with no combat stretch whatsoever barefoot into a complete astagrass squat with no pronation in my feet no heel rising anything so there's no need for me to sit down for five ten minutes and do just combat stretching by itself so now what I do is I get in that squatted position and I still do, I, I activate it a little bit. So I'll, I'll push my knees forward, but I can do that while I'm also doing something else. It's kind of cool. So, yeah. um, yeah, dude, I mean, the priming will, you do, it will adapt, but it's not, it's not, a, not, uh, hindering you from building any muscle. If anything, it's only, uh, promoting. No. It. And that brings up a good point is that you should, uh, I'd say every, maybe every month or every other month re test yourself. Uh, to 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 see if you need to modify your priming because you will get better mm -hmm. um, at whatever you practice a lot of and and you may need to advance 
you're priming. That that doesn't mean that the priming you're doing before, if you keep doing that, doesn't work anymore. Again, remember, it's not really a muscle building signal. Priming isn't in and of itself is not a big muscle builder. It just makes your workout much more effective at muscle building, if that makes any sense. But the priming itself really is just to get you to move better, mm-hmm. so you can activate muscles uh, more effectively. Um, and I would retest, you know, every couple months, yeah. like in Maps Prime and Prime Pro, we have tests in those. Like Prime has the Compass test. Yep. In, every couple months, retake the tests. Now that you're passing these other ones really well, you can kind of modify. You're priming for your workouts. Which I constantly have to do. I mean, even just like recently driving a lot more and like, uh, you know, that's affected me and I've realized that and gone through the test again and see where my deficiencies lie. So it is very important for you to pay attention, uh, you know, to to what's happening like day to day and that's going to affect how you now have to adjust. By the way, priming should not just be used for exercise. You can use priming before very effectively before athletic endeavors, any kind of sport, mm-hmm. and before you do something that tends to bother you. So let's yes. say you're going to be on a plane yep. for five hours, and you're like, oh, every time I sit for five hours, my back hurts or my knee starts to get stiff. Prime before you get on the plane yeah. or prime before you get in the car prime and do a long before drive. before and afters, which I do, yeah, now. And it's made a huge difference. Huge difference. It makes everything you do much better, and it prevents your body from... Uh, molding and shaping itself to the shape of the chair, mm-hmm. you know, or, or the or the seat that you're sitting on on the plane or in the car. That's what I did uh, before my drive. So, and with that, go to mindpumpfree.com and download our guides. They're all absolutely free. You can also find all of us on Instagram. You can find me at mindpumpsal. You can find Adam at mindpumpadam and Justin, the fan favorite, mindpumpjustin. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.